Right, today my colleague Laszlo and I will have a conversation with uh, Georgi Sabo, if I pronounce it right, who will introduce himself in a minute. Um, we all three each other, each other uh, business-wise, and it's really great to meet again. It's a long time ago, uh, Yuri, that we've uh, been speaking. I think it was like three years ago. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, would you be so kind, Yuri, to say a few words about yourself, and then we will start the interview. Yes, thank you very much. Hi, Harad. Hi, Laszlo. My name is George Sabo. Since uh, 1992, I was uh, managing director and CEO of uh, first uh, Dutch VNU, magazine publishing company, this Hungarian subsidiary, and later of uh, Sonoma. So I was uh, following the media developments in Hungary for the last uh, quarter of the century. And in 2014, I left the company, and since then, I am uh, promoting and supporting Hungarian innovations uh, to be implemented in the world markets. All right, great. Cool. Okay. Laszlo, can I give you the, uh, the floor? Yes, yeah. so I think um, uh, today in our quest to uh, find ways to make companies or organizations more authentic, more authentic environments for people to, to work in, uh, we are going to address three questions and walk around these. Uh, one of them is uh, what, to what extent companies should be socially uh, driven and to what extent uh, they should be profit driven. And uh, the next one, uh, also an interesting one, is uh, the role of men and women in society and in business. Controversial topic nowadays. And the third one is, what is the future of business? So I like these questions. These were proposed by Yuri. Mm -hmm. um, strongly interconnected. And considering that yesterday was uh, International Women's Day, perhaps we can start with the second one, you know, the role of men in society and business. <laughs> Great. Um, in the developed economies and developed countries, uh, it is very interesting. Uh, generally, 60% of the higher education is uh, occupied by women. So, <clears throat> uh, out of every 10 students, six are women and only four are men. Mm. That means that in the future, uh, women will dominate the intellectual market, I would say. And management, company management, is part of the intellectual market. It is. It is more. It will be more. More. An intellectual uh, activity, consequently, by definition, by by the level of education of uh, women, they will take over management positions. Uh, in society, I would not. Uh, yeah, in society, I would say there will be dramatic changes, revolutionary changes, because uh, in more and more uh, relationships, women will earn more women will have higher education than men. So just imagine a, a doctor woman with a driver uh, husband. So that will, that will, that will <laughs> change everything. And their salary, women's salary will be higher than men's salary and so on and so on. Uh, if women take over management positions, I think it will be relevant both for polit politics as in uh, Nordic countries, for example, it's already taking place, mm -hmm. but also in business, then the change, the character of business will change, because women are more, uh, more uh, 
cooperative. Probably emotions they express more. Uh, their 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 uh, they 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 will contribute their with their feelings uh, to business. Mm -hmm. So that that we change the whole character of business from competition, which is a masculine aspect of business, chief executive officer. Yeah. So we have we have a military uh, terminus technicus to use, uh, it, uh, and it will change uh, towards a more cooperative uh, way to conduct uh, business. And my last uh, thought in this regard that the, the most developed countries in the world are the most cooperative and most feminine countries in the world. And that shows something about uh, how efficient the cooperative and the feminine uh, approach uh, to, to solving problems and to generate uh, wealth and uh, values. Maybe going back to the first um, uh, observation you made, uh, is uh, percentage of women uh, increased dramatically uh, in a higher education. And why do you think this is? What do you think may be the reason that uh, men are falling behind? Uh, probably skills which women have nowadays are uh, more relevant for the future economies and future societies than skills which men have. So power uh, is disappearing from the efficiency aspect. So just to win, unilaterally win, is not the future way of uh, solving problems. For example, war. Yeah. The war, war is a way of winning unilaterally. And it, it does not help. Uh, the win-win is not a man's uh, view yet. The win-win is more a, a, a feminine view or way of life. And uh, women, that's first. The second is that men basically concentrate on one thing. So they are capable of uh, focusing on one thing at the same time. And women are capable of uh, integrating many uh, inputs. Uh, than men, and that uh, that helps uh, in the surroundings where where things are getting more and more complex. So probably women manage complexity better than 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 men. And uh, thirdly, men are calculating, and calculation is a, a very long way of uh, get, getting an output. So men get inputs, thousands inputs, and they are calculating it as an Excel table. But, uh, but women get uh, the same thousands inputs, but, and they have their, uh, their, their, how to say, feelings and uh, integrative way of thinking, and they generate uh, outputs better. Uh, there, were, was, there was once uh, interesting uh, research. The same amount of loan was given to women and men, probably you know about that, and women returned loans uh, in a higher percentage than men. So they cared with the money better than, than men. Probably risk-taking is also a very interesting thing. Uh, the world is going towards less and less risk. The world is introducing more and more security uh, institutions. Uh, and, and women's approach is uh, to live in, in security surroundings.
So in general, my answer is that the way how uh, women live, I, I don't want to over-exaggerate, of course, women's qualities, to be very frank, as men's qualities, neither as men's qualities, but because both um, sexes have limitations. But uh, probably the world is going towards uh, opening up to, to women's uh, qualities and the way how they manage things. Mm. Uh, how, how about, by the way, the um, because the, these are skills, right? And... Uh... Uh, and, and social aspects. Uh, how about the uh, educational system? Do you think that, that that's also playing a part? Definitely. At least in Hungary, I think um, in, in the elementary schools, 95% of uh, teachers are women, for example, mm -hmm. if you meant this one. Mm -hmm. uh, but I will have, have some other thoughts about that. It, um, from pedagogical point of view, it is not good. I mean, men are out of... Uh, bringing up children mm. in many ways. Divorced, uh, divorced families, for example. In majority of the cases, uh, women or mothers are educating both uh, sons and daughters. Yeah? So the women are dominating the educational system psychologically, uh, curriculum-wise, and so on. It's very interesting that the influence of women is uh, is really uh, increasing in this in this uh, educational thing. So uh, uh, children are are brought up in a in a feminine. I would say estrogen. I, I hope it's not an exaggeration, but in an estrogen environment. <laughs> yeah. I, I definitely do this exaggeration so so that just to understand the the, the sharpness of the issue. Yeah. And uh, men are disappearing from uh, from from the way uh, from the channel how both uh, sons and daughters are are, are brought up. Yeah. And um, you know, feminists and women might say, "Well, finally, <laughs> you've been doing it for hundreds of years, and now it's our turn." What do you say? Yes, about? and there will be a kind of revenge event, I think. <laughs> so, uh, uh, probably, probably there will be some, uh, how to say, exaggerations here. I expect some turmoil socially in the future because uh, women will will have to. Uh, yeah, we, we, they have to equalize or balance uh, thousands of years of, of uh, suppression somehow. So there will be very interesting times in, in, in the future. Uh, I, mean, I think this turbulence uh, is already observable. Um, I think nowadays, uh, the, especially the, the American press, is uh, full of expressions like uh, toxic masculinity. I don't know if you came across with this term. No, no. It's uh, I read a lot of uh, uh, my Twitter feed is um, feeding me lots of uh, content from the U.S. and uh, the situation, the social situation there is uh, a little bit more sharp than uh, in Eastern Europe. Um, mm -hmm. I think in Western Europe it's similar to the U.S. and um, and the feminist movement in the in the U.S is um, taking very particular forms. Uh, so they propagate uh, concepts like toxic mas masculinity, uh, mm. which is 
totally in correspondence with what you just mentioned about uh, female, female influence in education and uh, in social life. And uh, this is especially uh, critical in uh, higher education. And uh, it looks like um, what we are experiencing uh, and what you mentioned just now about turmoil uh, is in full swing already. So there is uh, not only turmoil, I would say there is already some chaos going on and uh, statements are being made without uh, supporting arguments. I fully agree. Uh, uh, let me mention maybe four to five interesting uh, spots of developments in the world about women-men balance. Uh, one month ago, I don't know if you have heard about uh, um, strikes or demonstrations by women in Peru. I have for their own women's rights in Peru, which is a very traditional part of the world, Latin America. The second is uh, <clears throat> Spain, yesterday. Mm -hmm. Five million women didn't go to work. Mm -hmm. Five million women. Very, and there was an interview with a Hungarian person living in Spain today in the radio, and she said that a year ago, nobody would think about such a demonstration in Spain. So very sudden changes can happen. But the third example is uh, Iran and Saudi Arabia in a way. How the uh, Islam will change or Muslim women will change their behavior for their rights. United States is the fourth and of course North uh, Europe is the best example in my view. But my last example, the worst example is Japan. Yeah. Where people up to 40 years don't make sex. Yes, yes, I heard uh, Japan is uh, especially terrible. Absolutely declining uh, 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 society, actually, and mainly somehow because of the men and women relations uh, distortions, in a way. So, so many interesting, uh, sometimes controversial developments, but the turmoil is definitely uh, starting. I fully agree with you. Mm -hmm. I think. Uh, I think it's very important to notice that um, uh, there are some differences, of course, uh, between these examples. I think um, uh, what happened in Spain, as the, this such quick change in perception, I believe is not uh, organic. So these are probably uh, instigated actions, mm -hmm. so organized actions. It doesn't happen organically. Just. Uh, five million women uh, all of a sudden waking up and deciding uh, not going to work. Uh, regarding Japan, it's of course, uh, it was kind of, a, in a sad way, uh, yeah. an organic development as the virtual world, uh, the cyber, kind of the cyber world took over exactly. people and uh, uh, strongly connected to this phenomena of people giving up on sex is um, uh, a phenomenon where young kids basically lock themselves up in their room and they just don't come out for three years or more. Yeah. So, as you said, it's completely, they completely gave up on social life, both between the sexes and in general interaction between them. So, completely yeah. give up on people in general. Exactly. So, it, it's totally uh, alarming uh, yeah. what's happening there. It kind of shows the way of uh, where are we heading in uh, uh, worldwide.
So Japan is falling a little faster than we are, but uh, we are falling in the same direction, in my opinion. There are some exceptions to Europe, France, for example, where France's population is increasing and Sweden, uh, not only because of immigration in Sweden, but, but local people's uh, uh, number is also growing, as far as I know. France will take over in, in terms of population Germany in, in 20 years' time. Germany is declining like hell, so France will be the first economy in Europe in 20, 25 years' time. Very interesting. And, uh, and so there are some spots of exceptions, very interesting how and why. But generally, you are absolutely right that the Western world, or I would more say Atlantic world, because the uh, United States is part of this Western world, <coughs> Is, 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 is somehow stagnating at least or, or declining, though I have a very positive uh, uh, thought to that. I think uh, the world is uh, equalizing itself, so wealth is uh, generated faster in the underdeveloped countries or parts of the world, and wealth is generated slower in the developed part of the world, which is a positive process because each each inhabitant of this globe is uh, worse or due to the same uh, living standards, I think. And we Westerners or Atlantic people have to help this process and not to be sad about the slow development in the Western uh, part of, of the world. I think, yes, it's uh, this um, talking about these quantitative questions about, you know, the, the, the the, the rate of growth uh, is obviously a quantitative uh, question, and uh, obviously we know that um, operating the assumption of like unlimited growth is something achievable. And um, I think uh, just to be the devil's advocate, I would uh, insert this comment here that um, uh, if and more and more uh, economists uh, start to agree that uh, on, on the fact that uh, unlimited economic growth is a chimera and it creates more uh, damage than good, because obviously it's un unachievable, so it's a logical impossibility uh, to talk about unlimited growth. To impose the same uh, flawed logic to developed countries, uh, I think uh, it may consider to be de facto wrong. If you already experience that it's not achievable and it caused so, uh, such a social upheaval and uh, economic, um, such destructive economic cycles, you know, uh, why do we impose it on developed countries uh, instead of looking for alternatives? Very, very good question. Um, I will surprise you now with a figure which very rare people found out in the world, in my view. I calculated the average income of the world citizen for, month, for a month. There's a very interesting way how to calculate that. Mm -hmm. You can derive it from the world GDP. Each country's GDP's half is distributed in the form of income for the inhabitants of that particular country, very interestingly. So the world's GDP is 80 billion, uh, 80,000 billion dollars. Mm -hmm. Half of that is 40,000 billion dollars and you divide it by 4 billion people and 12 months. Uh, 
Finally, what you get is 400 US dollars. So Bill Gates gets the same 400 US dollars and you and me and the Ethiopian citizen, uh, which means that this is a dramatically low figure, meaning that uh, 6,000 uh, years of civilization could lead us only to $400 monthly income of an average global citizen. That means that the, the material goods are still not sufficient enough to sustain the population of, uh, of the globe. And my answer from, from here to your question is that the uh, overwhelming majority of the inhabitants of the globe needs basically still material, material goods to sustain themselves, food, mm -hmm. habitation, and, you know. And uh, capitalism so far is the most efficient way to generate material goods. No question about that. Consequently, capitalism, what we see now in the Western or Atlantic world, in, in its developed form, there is no alternative that this, this or similar capitalisms will spread over Africa, Asia, Latin America, unless it solves the basic material needs of the people. If it, if it happens in 100 years' time or 200 years' time, then time will come for changing societies into new ones. So capitalism will be overcome by something new. I don't know which one, but, you know, and, and then that will be the end of the concept of the unlimited growth, because capitalism is based on unlimited growth concept, which is really a nonsense. So capitalism will kill itself, but only when the last African person lives more or less on the same level as uh, the Dutch citizens, mm -hmm. let me say. Unless, of course, uh, considering this is a systemic problem, well, not only economical, uh, economics uh, cannot be considered by itself uh, as a principle, uh, unless something kills it first, for example, social upheavals in the US or Africa, as we can already see uh, happening in the US, uh, in some areas we can talk about almost civil war conditions. And, um, and uh, it's, uh, it become, it's becoming obvious that uh, merely thinking in economic terms doesn't lead uh, far. And um, I think uh, one of the major characteristics of uh, our current civilization is that we created uh, the homo economicus, <laughs> uh, mm. a very strange creature that nobody that we talk about, but nobody can experience fully. The creature that uh, only cares for for economics, only cares about making money to support himself. This is a very new. Obviously, in the past 200 years, uh, with capitalism, it, uh, this concept gradually emerged. But this is um, this is not reality. This is just an illusion. These mm -hmm. people have other needs, and this may lead us back to the question of men and women also. Uh, mm -hmm. The proper differentiation between men and women, since um, the, the economic system, the purely economic system, which is capitalism is uh, working with purely quantitative measures, 
and leaves all political questions out of the equation or treats them with cynicism. And um, when we look at only purely quantitative measures, quantitative uh, thinking fully eliminates any qualitative differentiation. And uh, we can see this with the, uh, for example, in feminism, that tries to eliminate qualitative differentiation between men and women, and uh, creates many times um, uh, false statements and uh, that are widely, widely accepted by people. For example, you mentioned also a few that uh, I, I understand that these are mainstream views, that, for example, women are more cooperative than men and stuff. But uh, I think um, uh, if we look back our 6,000 years of history, as you, as you mentioned, uh, we observe uh, men in the most strict conditions, for example, in military times, being highly cooperative, uh, balancing uh, a vertical uh, change structure with highly cooperative and, um, and kind of heroic way of cooperation, where people even sacrifice themselves for the common good and make decisions uh, jointly. So if you look at even uh, today, uh, US, uh, the US Marines and other high-level operations worldwide, uh, we can see a highly democratic and cooperative system, meritocratic system uh, between men uh, in the most severe, under the most severe conditions imaginable. You know, they discuss, they uh, evaluate options, and they make decisions uh, together. In the end, there's one guy responsible, but uh, the decision-making process is highly cooperative. I, I don't believe that, um, uh, I don't, uh, dis I don't uh, deny that women are also cooperative, I just don't believe men are not cooperative. Yeah, I agree, I agree. It's, uh, it's more, the, the, the trend is more that feminine-like men will prevail vis-a-vis masculine-like men in management, for example. So even in Hungary, Sonoma, for example, which I managed, uh, was uh, a very, very flexible, very open, very uh, uh, feminine-like company. And this flexibility uh, allowed us to win on the market vis-a-vis -vis our competitors, which were more rigid. Uh, structures and more rigid uh, cultures. Yeah, I fully agree with you. So it's probably not a not a sex issue, but it's more a mentality issue because we see, we see so many masculine women, which are not uh, part of my uh, explanation. Yes, you are right. I, I fully agree. It's more the type of people uh, which which uh, will prevail in the future, will be more effective uh, in in the future. Um, I don't know how how civil war situation you see in the United States. I wouldn't agree. I think Trump's uh, supporters were really not people who want to make revolution. On the contrary, so this is the redneck uh, society in the countryside, and I am uh, more afraid of this development. Uh, Brexit reason was the same. The countryside people, which uh, which which are not confronted with the with the world, closed views, and uh, with the aging, with the aging of the uh, societies, these these more conservative views 
will appear as more conservative uh, votings or votes. So societies uh, are getting uh, more conservative because of the aging. It's a very interesting uh, development. And uh, in the Western world particularly, because students in London didn't like the Brexit at all. It's not by chance. And, uh, and many Democrats of, of, or many young people in the United States don't like uh, Trump. So it, 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 is a, it is also a general trend in the, in the Atlantic world that the aging will bring more conservative uh, societies. I think um, this is a very good point, this, um, this polarization that is emerging. And um, this is a new kind of polarization. Yeah. We can observe that um, the classical um, right and left categories, and this is very relevant even in business, because business uh, purposefully and very strongly uh, drives either certain ideologies. So uh, business has become very political and vice versa. Polit politics yeah. is run by business, uh, by business principles even. Uh, mm -hmm. When you look at this, um, it's very important to recognize, and, uh, and this is uh, justified by the movements uh, worldwide, of uh, trying to eliminate the classical differentiation between right, right and left. Mm -hmm. uh, some uh, pronouncedly declared them outdated. And, um, and we can observe uh, many efforts to create a new paradigm. True. So this is, uh, this is already happening. I would, uh, you probably haven't heard uh, this guy, uh, Alexander Dugin. I don't no. know. No. He's not a well-known figure, but uh, one of the leading intellectuals in Russia mm -hmm. uh, who is working towards uh, developing a new paradigm. As a recommended book, I would uh, recommend um, to read um, the fourth political theory. It's called Fourth Political Theory, where uh -huh. he systematically goes through the last three paradigms, uh, making the case uh, for the fourth one to emerge. Uh, looking uh, at liberalism as the first one that emerged uh, after traditional societies collapsed. Uh, mm -hmm. And then for the modern age, uh, liberalism was uh, found enemies in the face of communism and uh, fascism. Mm -hmm. And uh, so he goes through them uh, how uh, communism and fascism, uh, fascism uh, lost. And again, the first one remained the only, the only paradigm that dominates today, which is liberalism. And the current left and the current right, the classical ones, uh, depict basically two sides of liberalism. Depicts uh, two social forms uh, of uh, or social initiatives of the same paradigm, you know, left and right. Only difference being between them. Uh, on platforms uh, and programs when it comes, for example, to birth control, gun ownership uh, in the U.S. Mm -hmm. But no fundamental difference when it comes to worldviews. Mm -hmm. The worldview is absolutely the same. And uh, the new paradigm, and, and we can see that this is a, a clash of not even world, what's happening between left and right now is not a clash of new or world views, which is really the most fundamental clash that is imaginable. 
uh, they are on the same side. And uh, I could uh, read, uh, if you allow, this piece with uh, Google. Uh, you followed. Uh, Google fired an engineer for his conservative views. Have you mm -hmm. guys followed this uh, case? In many times, uh, I recall, even in Hungary, a very interesting uh, research, which I read in uh, Harvard Business Review some maybe 10 years ago. This uh, puts 130 countries in forms of uh, dots on a map. And an X uh, axis of the map is uh, GDP per person. And the Y axis is the level of uh, political and institutional development of the countries. The, the higher you go, the more open, secular, uh, democratic and free societies you find. Very interestingly, and they saw the correlation between these two uh, aspects. There is one particular GDP per person, which is more or less the China GDP per person today, below which there is no correlation between the economic development of the countries and their political development, just to simplify the story. But above that GDP per person, above China, let me say, there is a linear correlation between the GDP per person and the political and institutional development of that particular country. On the right up corner, you can imagine you find uh, Iceland, Norway, Finland, uh, Holland, uh, Sweden, and, uh, and, and Denmark. And then the Anglo-Saxonian countries below, and the German ones, and so on. Which means that there is one world around which the whole world is turning around, freedom. Uh, I, I don't care if it's a left-wing, right-wing, whatever, but you have to identify yourself to freedom. And uh, my interpretation from this uh, map is the more free you are, the more value, both material and non-material values, you can generate. There is that th This is such a deep uh, logic. And the word is go going towards uh, de-democratization and and that that's the collapse of the world so if we don't support the processes wherever in the in the world towards freedom to free people their thinking their actions then we are lost and uh, and that's why for me you why social I, I yeah I, I was close to the and I am close to the liberal and social democratic way of thinking I never hide, uh, hit that. Uh, but, you know, if, if, if we start from the $400 uh, dollars per person per month, then I would say that the social democratic uh, principles basis is to redistribute wealth in an equal way. Yes, just to simplify left-wing uh, things. Yes, but, but if you redistribute everything in a totally equal and just uh, way, you get only to $400. Uh, dollars. Mm -hmm. That means that the value which we generate is not enough, but social democracy never saw that aspect, that we are not efficient and we are not good at generating the values. The conservatism is even worse, because it would keep the present uh, uh, imbalance of uh, wealth uh, all over the world. So none of them is valid anymore for me. We have to find a new ideology 
which uh, will generate enough uh, values and wealth for the people of this globe, and then we we try to uh, uh, separate the cake or just to slice the cake. The cake isn't enough, not big enough, but what we are doing, we are slicing the small cake, and hence the political discussions come both within the countries and among the countries. The, none of the institutions are working to increase the general potential of these 7 billion people uh, in the world. That's my basic philosophical uh, problem. If, um, if, if it's okay with you guys, uh, suppose that we would move to... We can always go back to the, uh, the, the men and women because there's, there's lots of things to say as well. Uh, but suppose yeah. we would move to, to the, uh, the, the question regarding companies, so socially driven or profit generators. If I listen to you, Yuri, I mean, there's lots of stuff said, like there, the world is on the one hand coming to equilibrium, uh, it's balancing out, but it's lots of uh, individualism, um, the women's role is improving, uh, we talked about that. Um, but if we would move towards, the, uh, towards what you mentioned about freedom, um, so what is your idea about freedom into organizations, if you talk about profit generators on the one hand, socially on the other hand, and if you look to the worldview you just mentioned? Yes, thanks for the question, very, very good question. Uh, first, uh, a surprising statement probably from me is that companies are not social entities. In a way, uh, no, no, they are social entities in a way that that uh, people are spending the uh, overwhelming majority of their life in companies. So, so from this point of view, it is very, very important how you manage how, how you manage uh, the companies. Uh, they are small societies, small pieces of society. Uh, that I always uh, had this this opinion. They are not, uh, but they are aimed at generating profit. So I think uh, they are not social entities in a way that they have to solve social problems instead of the state. Mm -hmm. uh, companies are to generate uh, taxes, actually a profit to pay taxes and to expect from the state to distribute the tax in a proper way. I think mm -hmm. that's the company's uh, task. So are, are they more and or less an islands, let's say, within the uh, uh, within the uh, the society? Is that? Or so what's the link then between yeah, them and the society? I think, that's yes. Right. Yes. Yeah, I okay. think that there All must right. be strong boundaries between society and companies. I mm -hmm. mean, companies are like bubbles. I mean, they are mm -hmm. working. Mm -hmm. In, in an integrated way, mm -hmm. they, are, they are focusing information and energy and capacities just to solve a problem. Mm -hmm. And the less this focus is, the less the profit will be. Mm -hmm. So what, and, what, what happens then? But they, they get the people from the society recruiting in society. I mean, uh, they can recruit from the other islands, uh, in other words, companies as well, obviously, but they recruit from society in, in due time. So what does it mean? Does it, what does that mean if they recruit from society and they're, they're, there's the strong boundaries? Are people changed in that way then? Should they change or you know what happens? Um, I think yes, uh, companies are in a way educational uh, territories too. So right. you enter the, 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 the boundaries or the doors of the company and you change your behavior. I mean, mm -hmm. it's it's necessary because you, you will be part of a different culture, mm -hmm. different people, hierarchy, uh, culture, instructions, so on, and you get out. When you go home, you are a different person. Definitely, mm -hmm. you are a different person and you start to spread your uh, impressions uh, 
from within the company to your family, to your relatives, whatever. So from this point of view, it is absolutely important to to identify companies as cultural uh, entities or even educational entities uh, uh, in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, but but I, what I don't like is just to smashing away the boundaries between uh, the 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 uh, profit generating function of the company and mm-hmm. their social role. I mean, mm-hmm. this uh, corporate social responsibility. I I admit to you, I, it was never part of my. Uh, Philosophy. Mm. It's not my business. It's not uh, because then it it it, it uh, takes over. It uh, how to say it refocuses. It uh, diverts the focus of the people from the basic task. And uh, people are not so much, and even organizations are not so much prepared to 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 concentrate on, on many things at the same time. Mm. It's enough to tell the people that this is profit generation. We are absolutely good in that. We do it in a fair way, in a in a very good culture, whatever. But then the state, then the state is coming to provide for the homeless and for art, whatever. That's the state mm-hmm. task. Mm-hmm. So, uh, in this regard, I would say it's not a social interest to diminish the boundaries between different uh, yeah, entities, yeah. you know. And, and but if, if, if then if we if, if it's fine with you, we, when we combine then this this questions about men and women in society and business and uh, on the one hand and the, uh, the profit generating companies, islands, let's say on the other hand, with us with the strict boundaries. In the end, obviously, then um, I mean, people from the uh, society enter companies, and they will change companies as well. I mean, they, they, the boundaries will change, the companies will change, and now what we see as well is that more women come. The companies became become, in your words, I think, more feminine in that sense. Um, so, what future sure. do you see there? What future? Mm. Yes, definitely, uh, definitely. After employees are always uh, changing the company. Sonoma, in, in its best. Uh, Times was a 600 uh, strong company in Hungary. Of course, then we we had uh, such a strong culture that that uh, uh, any newcomer should have been uh, identified with mm-hmm. with our culture. So we mm-hmm. we were more educating the, the newcomers than newcomers changed the company. And uh, but basically, if uh, if you can select only from employees who are who are affected by social changes, of course, then the company will have to change. Because because uh, in Hungary, for example, there is a lack of, a lack of uh, workforce now. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. And, and uh, employees have more and more power. Mm-hmm. Employers or managing directors have to have m- much uh, more skillful way to keep their people, because otherwise they will leave and uh, they will go to another company. So uh, culture is changing in a very positive way, I would say, from this point of view, instead of instructions and right. orders, mm-hmm. managing directors are, are obliged uh, to, 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 to change into more uh, intellectual way of uh, managing the people um, and the more intelligent way even to, to talk to their own people. So you are right that uh, but, so, but what, what so will happen to, in, in your view, what will happen to the company as a profit generator? Will there be any idea about that then? Um, I think in general, 
profit levels uh, will go down in the world if this is your question because uh, prices are going down i mean the relative prices are going down so products pro products are more and more cheap since the 2008 and 9 uh, world crisis. No, I, I'm actually referring to, let's say, if, if the company culture would change because of recruiting and because of, uh, of the, uh, the society. So what, we, what would then be the role of the company in terms of a profit generator? Will it still be, will it, will it be better? Will it get worse? Will it be different in a different way? What do you think would happen? Um, again, I would recall a very interesting research, the same Harvard Business Review mm -hmm. I read, uh, CEOs were grouped into two groups, 15 right. CEOs, which always uh, concentrated on profit, mm -hmm. only profit. Mm -hmm. The second is, which concentrated on the stakeholders. Mm -hmm. And uh, the, the companies in the second group, the stakeholder focus group, generated higher profits mm -hmm. than those where the CEO focused right. always on the profit itself so mm -hmm. i think uh, developments will be positive from this uh, point of view because uh, trends will support more the st stakeholders uh, approach mm -hmm. in the world and that will be will, will mean more 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 flexible at the same time more reliable way of generating profit so I believe that uh, that that will be a positive uh, uh, yeah in the end the win-win will prevail then yes I think yes. so yes okay yes. so in, in, in that in that sense it's it's it, it might be a good thing that society is changing now that so let's say women are more liberated and the role is more important if I mean if I follow your logic then the companies will change towards a more win-win so in the end the profit generator will be more effective Absolutely, exactly. Uh -huh. This so is my opinion. Yes, right, yes, right. Yes, okay. yes, 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 yes. Okay. So the future is 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 bright, basically, but there are some <laughs> developments which which have to make us think, and and there are very very few people who think, who have visionary approach, who who look a little bit even twenty years ahead. The world is just uh, going going on its own. Sometimes it's uh, quite uh, disappointing, to be yeah. very frank. So. What uh, I would like to see is uh, just to collect some people who have uh, far visionary ideas about these trends. And this, this I definitely miss. Uh, politicians are not that one. Recently, yeah, yeah. I just tried to collect the, the really good politicians in the last um, 60 years. You know, I am quite old, so I can afford that. But these days, I didn't find uh, living ones uh, too many, but uh, even before, like Indira Gandhi or Nelson Mandela or Urho Kekkonen mm -hmm. or uh, this Norwegian prime minister, she invented the sustainable development concept, uh, Brundtland. There were some, but mm. today, these days, I don't see uh, politicians who have these far, far-reaching uh, yeah. views on, yeah. on the world. Yeah, and and now we talked about also about men and women in business. But now, if, if, briefly, then, if it's okay, um, to move to yeah. society as well. I mean, so what do you think was happening to you, to the young men who are now lagging behind it and to redefining their role and what will what what does it mean to their their autonomy and their growth and their mindset and and their future? The toughest question, <laughs> because <laughs> well, I don't see them. I don't see see a future for them. It, right. It's it's like the workers in in the bee society. You know, mm. <laughs> they do their job and they 
die. Yeah. <laughs> so I think it is really, and we have to admit that uh, there is no answer so far for this question. There is no answer. Probably they have to change uh, into a more flexible way just to be a little bit more feminine, just to be more competitive to real women, you know, uh, just to take part in higher education in a, in a higher percentage, just to enter into jobs which are occupied yet uh -huh. uh, by men. That, that might be the possibility. Or to open jobs for women which are occupied presently by men. I think without the 50-50% uh, equalization in higher education and in job distribution, it will be a, a drama. Mm -hmm. It will be a drama. Mm -hmm. And secondly, I think, uh, and Dustin Klaslo, you mentioned something about that. I think the spiritual and uh, sexual division between men and women is important because if the differences are uh, dismissing, then, then the, then the, how to say the, the words, uh, then, so the differences have to be kept. Just uh, men have to be men, women have to be women in the future too. And in, in where, where you see the uh, conversion of sexes towards each other. Um, uh, I, you, you, you mean like in Denmark and you, you mean like in the Nordics, for instance, to give examples? <sighs> Yeah, probably. I, mean, I don't know, but uh, uh, very difficult. I, I I don't see any any healthy relation between men and women, uh, sexually or spiritually in the world. Uh, socially, yes. Mm -hmm. I think in northern yeah. countries, yeah, yeah, yeah. the equal rights and roles are are very 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 good. So I I am not meaning the social role mm -hmm. between women and men. There, women still have to be supported uh, in politics and uh, salaries and whatever. Mm. I mean that somehow is uh, is uh, the biological. Biologically, yes. Biologically, men have to rethink themselves, just to answer your question, because women rethought themselves. Mm -hmm. Women know what to be a woman. Mm. Very interesting. Mm. Men lost their capabilities, at least in mm. many, mm. many countries, like mm. Russia, for example, mm. in my view. Yeah. So there are many countries where men are not identifying themselves properly. Japan, I think. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and what, oh, sorry, Lasso, go ahead. I think uh, maybe I can insert two things uh, before skipping this, because this is a, an important uh, question. Uh, what happens to the kids falling behind? Um, yeah. I think uh, we forgot to see that uh, men, I mean uh, kids, uh, go to, do go to university and there are areas where men totally uh, outnumber women in mm -hmm. mathematics, science, uh, in uh, engineering and IT for example, yeah. yes. uh, and completely outnumber women and still this is a trend. And um, and the the question of uh, gender differences, like true gender differences, spiritual uh, and uh, and biological, uh, there is a war now. So, for example, Google um, Google made this into a problem. Mm -hmm. We don't have enough women in engineering. Uh, they declared this as a problem, and they mm -hmm. said we need to fix this problem. 
Because of diversity, that's what you mean. And uh, diver under the aegis of diversity, mm. in my opinion, this is an artificial problem. I think mm. this is a, not a problem at all. You know, I think um, uh, men genuinely, uh, gen genuinely are gravitated to the, towards this field of engineering, and women are not. So, because there is the difference, so there is a difference in. Uh, uh, in the, in the totality of the individual, spiritual and mental and, uh, and biological, and this is definitely the mental part. This is why Google fired one of the engineers who, who said that um, he observed uh, systematic discrimination against men at Google when it comes to hiring and when it comes to promotions. Uh, mm -hmm. not, these were happening not based on uh, meritocracy, but based on quotas that they had to fill. And mm -hmm. to, a higher percentage of women uh, and we can uh, observe the same uh, so this is a, a flawed logic you know to disregard the differences at the workplace uh, is, a, is a flawed logic and it creates uh, tensions so left either Google does refer to his employees as liberal and conservative so the political domain has entered the workplace mm. And, uh, and there is a consistent discrimination against conservative views. Going back to our previous uh, discussions, I'm not going to dwell on this more, just uh, mentioning in uh, brackets that um, they are on the same side. So, for example, the conservative engineer, so it's ridiculous even to say this, this expression, the conservative <laughs> really strange, yes. <laughs> engineer got fired was not conservative at all from, from a, a true conservative point of view. He was absolutely on the same side with Google. He just wanted the best, you know, to, to further the cause of, mm -hmm. of uh, fair treatment towards women as well. He just outlined, uh, supported by research, uh, differences even in mentalities between men and women, trying to explain why the problem, this what I call artificial problem, emerged. And that was enough already for him to get canned. So uh, we can see definitely um, uh, a very strong ideological, they call it ideological echo chamber or echo chamber that is happening there. So uh, you re reminiscent of what we experienced in, uh, in the communist regime, uh, uh, what happened to people with dissident views. <laughs> you know, so mm -hmm. uh, things are changing, and uh, obviously, companies um, that are focused, uh, and we have this question of companies focused purely on profit or uh, being social warriors, uh, as is uh, the case with Google and many others, Facebook, and uh, very influential companies are leading this trend you know, being social warriors under the false under the false cause, you know, a false cause that cannot be proven or uh, defended based on uh, our rational arguments. Mm -hmm. And this, this leads to, to high tensions So men and women will end up competing against each other in the most brutal way at, at work in domains where there should be no competition but should be harmonious cooperation. I'm not sure if I fully agree with you because uh, engineering uh, is an interesting uh, issue. Imagine that the essence or content of engineering will change in the future 
for example, robotics, we change the, the content of engineering and maybe it will lead uh, to, to more women to, to, to work in engineering field. I even can imagine that uh, in some years time or 10, 15, 20, I don't know, more women will be occupied in engineering than men. You, you, you don't know that. And, uh, That's depending, and I think, as well on, uh, on, on culture and countries where you are, because as far as, if I'm right at least, but you probably know better. I mean, I, I think you lived in Russia as well, but there's a fight of, I'm right at least, is in the Central Eastern Europe. There's more, there's more women into that areas uh, in universities and, and in work and, and also in financial than it's, for instance, in the Netherlands or in Belgium. Yeah, that's possible. Yes, yes, I, I would agree. So, and, and secondly, I think we have a, a, a heritage of the past. Uh, why chefs, majority of the chefs are men? Don't tell me that uh, women, women are not better in cooking, but still. So, uh, or, or clowns. So, <laughs> very interesting. So, it's, it's somehow heritage of the past and we cannot project it for the future. And uh, one of the biggest, because how to increase the $400, uh, sorry to, to turn back to this, but uh, it's very essential. We have to increase it to $2,000 or $3,000 or I don't know. Yeah. Where, where are the reserves to release the uh, potential of the, of the, of the people? It's women's women, I think. When you free women and their actions, their potential, this is one of the biggest resources of the world, of the globe now. The second is the freedom, unlimited. Not I would not say unlimited freedom, but I think the best freedom what we experience today in best societies in the globe is still nil compared to what you could achieve. Mm. If, if I believe that democracy and uh, openness and freedom brings the value, then we are on the on the on the first uh, stage mm. of understanding what freedom means. And uh, uh, freedom means the freedom of thought that women are capable of everything and men are capable of everything. And uh, just I suggest to get rid of any any limitation here because then our vision also might be a little bit uh, limited all right uh laszlo yes yes uh, very interesting very interesting i think uh, these topics are since they are so controversial uh we could go on for five eight hours <laughs> yes yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> But I'm very, very grateful to you for this opportunity because, you know, there are so few occasions and so few people to share these views with without limitations because you understood that even if it goes to air or somehow I felt uh, such an inspirational surroundings that I said what I thought even about uh, controversial issues. Mm -hmm. So I think more and more fora should be established like that to exchange our our so oh, I, I, to I totally believe that. I mean, uh, that's that's also what we try to do, at least to, to create an atmosphere. And definitely, of course, it helps we know each other. But uh, the atmosphere that there can be a dialogue. I mean, things definitely. should be discussed. So thank you very much, uh, Yuri, for, for you, your Karen. time. Thank um, you, Lati. Yeah. Thanks, thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. And uh, see you next Bye. time. Take care. Bye-bye.